This is Live Art. I'm David McDonald. Before we get to the interview, I have my usual favors to ask. If you like the show, don't just listen to this one episode. You can subscribe to the show in the podcasts app on your phone to have each new episode automatically downloaded for you the moment I post it, totally free. Just search for Timukua Presents in your podcasts app and click subscribe. And be sure you share it with your friends. You can find more information about the Timukua Arts Foundation at timukua.com. That's T-I-M-U-C-U-A dot com. Today on the show, Boris and Marla talk to Hal Bodecker. Hal is the television critic and author of the TV Guy blog for the Orlando Sentinel. They talked about the current state of television as an art form, how his career has changed over the years, especially with new internet distribution, and how he thinks about his role in the cultural conversations in Central Florida. The conversation you're about to hear was recorded in May. Hi, Hal. Welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Hal, can you tell us a little bit about your job? Well, I came here like 22 years ago as a TV critic. And the way things have changed in the business, I still do some of that, but I do a lot of reporting. Um, I write about comedians. I write about film production. I wrote about the the film festival. and But then I also still write about television. And I have a blog, the TV Guy blog. And so if you want to keep going in this business, you have to do a little bit of everything. And that's what I'm doing. That is so interesting because my second question was going to actually be, how has your job changed over the years? Well, it's it's radically changed. It's like it's not just one thing anymore. And if you want to stay employed, you you have to pick up duties that you never knew you were going to be doing. The staff has gotten smaller and that means that you're called on to do just a range of different things. Like we used to have movie critics and we no longer have movie critics, but we, we still write about the Florida film festival. Uh, And I, I've really written a lot about comedians in the past couple of years. I find that they have a lot to say and our president has given them a lot of material to work with. Hal, I have a question about television. Because of the nature of your job, you watch a lot of programs that you probably wouldn't watch on your own. So do you think watching all of the different types of programs gives you an edge when talking about pop culture or, or just culture in general? Well, you have to be familiar with just about everything. And the thing is that television has just it's just spread. I mean, it's, it's so, there's so many different varieties. There's so many different avenues. It's, it's much more exciting now than it was when I started. And that's a good thing. And, and people can find shows that they, that they want to watch. They don't have to settle for whatever a major broadcaster is putting out there. The technology has changed so you can watch it any way you want um, it's just much more interesting. Yes, I think it gives me an edge in talking about pop culture because I, I have to know, even if I haven't seen a show, I have to know what it's about, like The hand, Handmaid's Tale, you know, or 
or uh, Stranger Things, or there are just so many different kinds of shows. This is us, so you can see the variety, or even like Dancing with the Stars. There, there's you know, it's, it's the range is just incredible. Well, I read one of your blogs where you were talking about how the sadness you feel when you sometimes watch television that, in your eyes, you said is just poor as opposed to quality television. What do you think the current state of American television is? Well, I think that there are more shows than ever before. That means there are more bad shows than ever before. That also means there are probably more good shows than ever before. And it's, it's just... You just have to find what appeals to you. And I think the, the quality varies, varies erratically. But when something's really good, like Fargo or Feud, which are both on FX, then, or the Americans on FX, I don't know why I'm picking that particular channel, but I think it does a lot of really good work. They don't have to be these gigantic ratings successes to still find an audience and still continue to be produced. And they don't have to run for a long time. It's like, you know, shows can be much shorter. Feud was only eight episodes. It's probably the best for Viewed program this year. Um, I know this is probably a silly question because it's your job. But how do you have time to watch all of these shows? Well, I don't watch all of these shows. I, I'm, I'm very selective. I, I sit in and I watch things that I think people are interested in. And that's, that's part of the deal. I mean, I'm doing one kind of reporting during the day. And then at night or on the weekends, I'm, I'm catching up and watching television. So it that it takes a lot of time, but there's not enough time to watch all of the material that's out there. And I still love to go to the movies. So, you know, it's, if you love it, you'll find time to, to watch what you want to watch. And I think that's true of everyday people too. Back to the comedy. I always feel better about the news in general when I watch what the comedians have to say about it. Could you expound on that? Yes, because I think they help us sort of deal with strange things that we never thought would happen. I think that they are, they've been lifesavers in a lot of ways. There's just so, so much strangeness coming out of Washington these days. And if you can't laugh about it, you're going to be in a miserable state. So I think they provided a public service. Yes. And you don't, you don't even have to agree with them. I just think they sort of tap into how absurd things are. And that's very helpful if you're, if you're just trying to make it through the day, I think. How do you see your job evolving, say, 10, 15 years from now? Well, so many people who, who do what I did no longer are employed. I mean, it's, it's very interesting to me. A, a lot of movie critics no longer have jobs. A lot of TV critics no longer have jobs. So it's like what I was saying that I, I do a lot of reporting. I do a lot of local reporting about people in the community to, to let people know that what I'm doing is is about Orlando. You're not going to be able to find a lot of the material anywhere else. It's, you know, it's I'm covering a local beat. I get to weigh in every so often on national programs and I and I take that chance. So uh, and I take that opportunity, I should say. 
so how do I see it? I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm more concerned about the future of newspapers, really. I think that the newspaper today could look very, very different in three to five years from now. How is the TV generation differing from the YouTube and the Netflix generation? Mm. Well, the TV generation, I, I guess, is an older generation. It's more more steeped in certain things about pop culture. Um, I wonder if the later generations will have that sort of connection, though. I mean, if you're of a certain age, you remember the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island or I Love Lucy. And I don't know, will, will later generations have that connection, that, that shared knowledge? That sort of, a lot of what you see, like, online is very interesting for a little while, but then it's kind of forgotten. But, you know, if somebody like Lucille Ball is so fantastic. She just really transcends time because she was so gifted. You know, you may find her show kind of old fashioned and everything, but her her skill, her slapstick is so great. So I think I think the TV generation is is linked by, you know, shared memories, programs that maybe younger generations don't know. That makes a lot of sense. I want to end with the following. Armand White, who's the editor and film critic for the National Review, wrote, film is art and television is a medium. How do you feel about that? I think that's silly. I think um, it's all filmed entertainment. It doesn't matter how it's presented. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's like on your computer or in a movie theater or on a TV screen. It is all filmed entertainment. Some of the entertainment runs like many, many hours. Others, you know, are very short. But I think that sort of strikes me as sort of a superiority that the movies feel like they had over television. And if you look at what's playing at the multiplex, um, the movies have no claim to being superior to television there i think there's much more interesting and diverse material on television hal thank you for coming it was so interesting talking to you sure thank you for having me we'll have links in the show notes to house writing for the sentinel you can find those in your podcast app and on our site speaking of which please take a moment to check out the timokua website at timokua.com while you're there, take a look at the calendar and pick out one of our many free donation-supported concerts to attend. Just bring a bottle of wine or a snack to share, and along with the music, the shows nearly always feature a visual artist creating live, responding to and participating in the musical performance, all curated by your friend Boris, who you just heard on the show. The full calendar is there at timukua.com. Again, that's T-I-M-U-C-U-A.com for all the details. The executive producer of Timukua Presents is Chris Belt. It was recorded and edited by me, David McDonald. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you at the show.